0: Franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help
1: you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the french fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur.
0: Hey, welcome to episode 55 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. I'm Roxanne Rapsky, and with me today is my colleague, Sarah Wasco. We created this podcast to bring you education and information about business ownership, and really the focus is on franchising. Uh, Sarah and I are both franchise consultants, and our guests today are here to share their story of becoming business owners. So today we have with us the... Um, founders of, owners and founders of Next Day Access North Dallas. We've got Brian Caldwell and Leslie Caldwell. Leslie is the president. Brian is the vice president. Welcome. Mm,
2: Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes. Excited. Happy to hear your story and have our listeners hear your story. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, you know, people that are
0: looking at a business, always want to hear stories of other people that have done it. You know, what was it like for you? What did you do before? What drew you to franchising? What drew you to business ownership? So kind of just take us through um, where you were at when you initially reached out to me, like what was going on in your mind? Why were you considering business ownership? There was something happening in your life at the time. So just kind of let's start there.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Um, So I guess probably going back to about 2020, 2021, Um, Leslie had mentioned that she was looking to explore a different career path uh, after she neared retirement. She had been working with GEICO for 25 years and uh, was ready for a a career change. And uh, I've been in the marketing arena for over 30 years uh, in various capacities with hospitals, airlines and a casino and so i myself was looking to do something different i was kind of getting burned out of the the corporate world if you will and so we had playfully talked about franchising for about over a year and it wasn't really until i guess uh, a little over a year ago um when we met uh when we found you and uh or before that we actually had taken a break and decided we needed to maybe buy a couple of books and read about what franchising is and just the terminology uh, and so uh, that was Leslie's idea and that was a great idea because that gave us a two-month break to figure things out and, and then that's uh, then we started doing our research and in the Dallas market a lot of people don't know when I try to tell them about you they, they're just amazed they don't realize that there's somebody like you that offers this sort of service
0: and in this market. Yeah, and then,
2: yeah, right. That actually lives here and can meet with you. And, and so they're pretty amazed. So, because they're just like, how did you go about that? This seems very daunting. I'm like, yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, when you think about trying to invest that much money in a business, I really, truly cannot imagine just trying to go online and trying to filter through. I mean, our natural instinct is just to go online, mm-hmm. but it. I can imagine it would be overwhelming. Had you done any of that before reaching out to Roxanne? Had you done any looking on your own or um, kind of started the process?
3: We actually had um, a business that we looked at a little bit um, prior to reaching out to Roxanne. And it was a business that's very similar to what we ended up doing right now, uh, which is interesting. But we, um, when we did start working with Roxanne, we knew we wanted to um, – continue exploring that company. At the same time, we went through the um, discovery process with the four um, concepts that Roxanne presented to us. And so it just became clear through that process. We probably um, took them off of our list of consideration about a third of the way in that process, I would say. So, But it was good to have that and to work that alongside what we were doing with Roxanne.
0: Well, you had – so you had had some experience with needing mobility products, and you really felt that when you were in need that there was a lack of a need. Yes. And so you guys really had a heart for wanting to provide this – You felt that there was a need in your market.
3: Yeah, definitely. We were exploring some things for me in 2018 and um, 2019, and I just found it difficult. Everything was fragmented, and there wasn't a good um, place to go and have a big selection of products to choose from or someone to walk us through that process. And so we were drawn to to this business that we chose because of that. It had a, a special meaning to us.
1: So while we're on the subject, tell us what Next Day Access does. What do you do for your clients?
2: Sure, absolutely. So Next Day Access North Dallas provides mobility and accessibility solutions and products uh, to those in need. So um, uh, there's some categories are are aging in place uh, where the elderly are looking to stay in their home uh, in a safe way. Uh, They're trying to navigate through their house or in their house or out of their house. Um, And then another category of uh, population is just simply those that are coming out of a hospital rehab uh, situation where they need some ramps, some wheelchair ramps uh, in their house. Uh, So there's wheelchair ramps, there's bathroom grab bars, uh, in-home elevators, uh, stair lifts, or some people call them chair lifts, uh, and then uh, pool lifts and uh, auto lifts for the scooter power chair that goes on the back of your truck or car. So there's a lot of products uh, that we can offer uh, to the customer. And so part of what we offer, it's, it's a complimentary evaluation. So when you call, uh, we, we basically have an intake form and try to get as much information from that customer as we can. And then we'll schedule um, a, a time to come out and, and really lay eyes uh, on on that particular situation sometimes we talk to the end user customer and sometimes we'll talk to a caregiver uh, or a spouse
0: or family or a family member, uh, yeah. a family
2: member yeah. that's you know they're taking care of them they see the sh- situation day in and day out and um, and then we really develop a, a game plan they have a challenge an issue and we have a solution
0: so how long have you been in business now
2: Five months.
0: Five months. Five months. So your hair is still on fire, and you're still drinking through a fire
2: hose. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. A well, little hair I have. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, fire. He, he
1: was in this condition prior to buying. Let's yeah, that's our disclaimer.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yes, I lost it in five months. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs>
0: All right. So, tell us a little bit about what training has been like for you. Like, what's the ramp up process been like?
2: So, um, the whole process, uh, onboarding, if you will, um, was about eight to ten weeks. And so, once you sign uh, a contract uh, with the franchise with Next Day Access, then uh, you get handed over to a a, a Onboarding business development coach, and so they have a uh, they have a it's an Excel sheet of like ninety seven things. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot, and there's we, a
1: lot of moving parts in your yes, business. Isn't yeah, there?
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this no, this is before the doors opened. Yeah. You know, right? this was okay. this was just trying to, and then you open up one task, and there's four subtasks <laughs> under it so uh it, it you have weekly check-ins um and very much appreciated uh just because those check-ins were were intentional so to keep us on track yeah because if we, you know we told them we were going to open may 1st that they're doing everything in their power to make sure that we open on may 1st and uh, but uh we went to uh training uh, in memphis uh tennessee uh their headquarters in Bartlett, and um for us it was a week of uh it was two weeks of training one week was in person and then the second week was virtual training and so uh, for the first week it was really laying eyes and hands on the ramps and the grab bars and taking things apart and putting them back together um and then uh, the second week was more of like marketing and finance and accounting and all that good stuff so so yeah um so and you then, were
1: in memphis for two weeks
2: for us we were in memphis for a week we were okay. the last i guess set of franchisees to come through uh before they revamped it to a two week
1: oh, okay. so gotcha.
2: so now it's two weeks in memphis uh which is a lot better because there's a lot to cover uh, as you can imagine even though i mentioned you know there's about eight core products there's many others that mm-hmm. um that the the best advice that that I could, that we were given and that I could share is is when you are when you are getting introduced to your dealers or vendors mm-hmm. is to sign up for training um, and, and if you can go to that training before you open you're just that much better ahead. Um, so, this is
1: training from the vendors? From the vendors. Okay. Sure. So, in addition to Next right. Day Access training, you could also attend vendor training. Yes. Because they're yes. all experts on their each individual right. product. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> Just to back up a little bit, I, I wanted to. Um, There's something you said in conversation that I thought was worth bringing up on this, but I remember you saying, thank goodness for that spreadsheet, because if you didn't have that spreadsheet, you'd be left to your own devices, you'd be still stuck on step three (laughs) or two (laughs) or two. Yeah. So not just having the spreadsheet, but having accountability, right? So it's, you've got to be accountable and then you you have to execute, right?
1: So Yes.
2: Yeah. Cause this particular, uh, that, that was his role to make sure I, accountability is a good word. You know, that he, that was his role was to keep us on track Mm -hmm. and, and, You know, and you're trying to fill out. uh, For us, it was a you know workers' comp or uh, general liability insurance. And if you're not familiar with that terminology and the and the application, was literally 32 pages long. Wow! And we got stuck, you know, because it's like this is foreign to us. Sure. You know, and so we you know had a call and and say you know help us walk this through because we're we're struggling right now.
0: You know, a lot of people um, that we speak with will say, um, well, why do I need a franchise for that? Why couldn't I just do that on my own? So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think some of these examples are, are, you know, you've got someone to hold your hand and someone to, and also hold you accountable, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that goes into getting you up and running, and it's still very difficult, even with all of that.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anybody can open anything up. Uh, At the end of the day, you really don't, if you're, Knowledgeable enough and smart enough, and you maybe know the right people, you could absolutely open your own business. But it would not take you uh, eight weeks. It would take you well longer than that, yeah. To, uh, just right. because there's so much uh, training and knowledge and information that gets shared to us, that uh, you're right, we would be on step three right now.
3: And I we think- have so many examples to learn from from our other franchisees who have gone through, you know, that are in their first six months or their first year or their fifth year and we can go to them for that support and knowledge and wisdom when we're struggling. I an issue.
1: I love hearing you say that because I think that's so overlooked. A couple of things. One is to your point anybody can do it but it's a timeline. So mm-hmm. I think people don't necessarily think through the money And I know it sounds weird because when when we're doing our workshops, we say it can be less expensive to get started in a franchise, but there's a lot of trial and error Mm -hmm. and maybe time wasted. Like you said, you might be on step two and now your doors are open and you're operating. And so otherwise, if you're trying to do it yourself, all this time has gone by with your learning curve. And then what you said, Leslie, is my favorite part of a franchise is having other franchisees, colleagues doing the same thing you're doing, where you can share ideas, maybe come. Co-market, just do, um, you know, things together to really help each other's business grow. They're not your competitors, but they're somebody that's trying to achieve the same goal that you're trying to achieve. And
2: one huge advantage on this same topic is uh, from from getting involved with a franchise is the purchasing power. Because when you mention, you know, when you go to a a vendor and say, you know, hi, I'm Billy Smith, you know, and I'm trying to purchase XYZ product. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Billy Smith is only Billy Smith by himself. He is, he or she's not getting that volume discount. Next day access has made arrangements. They've made, so you get deep concessions. You get really good discounts on your product.
0: Um, so Which also makes you more competitive in the market. Absolutely. Yes, right, and right. that's
1: because of the volume, because yeah. of you know the number of franchisees that's going to continue to grow. Right. So that's also a really good point. Thanks for yeah. sharing that.
0: So it sounds like the
1: support from the other
0: franchisees has been good. It's been very good. Good. Yeah. So tell us about your grand opening.
2: Yes. So we opened May 1st um, of this year, so it's been almost five months now. And um, we hired our first employee. He started on, on day one uh, with us, uh, and uh, he's been a, a fantastic uh, member of our staff. And uh, uh, the thing about our being a small business is that Leslie and I were able to take the the good and the bad from our past jobs and experiences and make it this our own. It's our yeah. own company. And so uh, I think our, our employee had said at one time, he's like, you know, y'all treat me like family and, you know, you do things for me that, that my past bosses wouldn't do, you know, and it's like, well, because you are family, you know, and if you need help, uh, you know, I, he needed a, a ride into one day cause his car was at the shop and I'm like, I'll, I'll come pick you up. And he's like, you would do that. I'm like, why not? <laughs> Um, but, um,
0: I need you here. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> but, um, but as far as the grand opening goes, um, we actually, it was like mid, mid June. So about a month and a half in, about six weeks in, uh, we had our grand opening and, uh, uh, Chris Deal, he's our business development director. Uh, he and a marketing team member came and, and joined us, and so did you. Uh-huh. So thank you.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
2: And um, we, one of the comments that I still remember is Chris said, "I was he was blown away." by the uh, attendees, the amount of attendees, the volume that was, he was like, you guys had the best turnout I've ever been to.
1: So what do you credit that to? That's really interesting, you know, that he hadn't seen. What do you think got people in your door?
2: Well, um, I, I, marketing uh-huh. uh, and you that's know, your background that's my so background but you know just building being methodical building a list ahead of time sending out those emails uh, the corporate marketing team developed a uh, an invitation for us uh-huh. uh, electronically and so um you know being selective as to who you want to invite and um and you know we had a fun time uh, we, you know at chamber chamber of commerce uh, from salina we had uh several uh uh council leaders council members there the edc uh, members yeah there. yeah uh, which EDC? economic
1: development yes, yes. Council. good That's okay. so uh, you have support from your community for yeah, sure
2: we had our mayor our mayor was there nice. and uh so so yes um, salina
1: right of salina you're physically yes. in salina yes ma'am yes. okay
2: yes
0: so give us a couple examples of you know you're the marketing guru Um, just give us a few examples of how you stay relevant and how you market yourself in your
2: community sure absolutely um you know it's every every day you're you're constantly thinking about new ways to market your business and um rather than putting i would say all of your eggs in in one basket it's a it's more of a scattershot approach, if you will, um, that you, you try to divide it up between the digital component, which is more like Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, it's extremely important, uh, which we run about an ad a month, uh, on an, on a digital format and make sure that the Google ads are in place. Uh, but outside of that, it's really spending time trying to get yourself out in the marketplace and hospitals, rehab centers. Those are two of the biggest opportunities uh, just because they're they're churning out patients every day that need to go home and they can't go home until they get their house retrofitted mm. uh, but besides that um, we're going to get to do something actually two things we're going to get to do fun tomorrow is the solana um, homecoming parade. Oh. And so Leslie uh, entered us in. And so for $30, we get to enter our van. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and we're going to decorate. So that's what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go decorate fun. the van in uh, Solana Bobcat Orange. And uh, and then so that's number one fun. And then number two is uh, next month. And well, see it's in November. November uh, it's the Veterans Parade in Frisco. Nice. And so we've entered uh, the van into that as well. So the money goes toward back. Uh, it it goes toward the community. So you know, you're, number one, you're getting good exposure. But you know, the the four hundred dollars that you're paying as an entry fee goes to a good cause. Yeah. So
1: it's a great way to get your name out there. I love yeah. hearing you say to blend the digital and the in person. Both are so important, and I think sometimes we overlook the value of that in person. I remember y'all telling us that it was important to you to have a business that served a purpose and was able to give back, and so this is a great example of you being able to do that and have a little fun mm-hmm. at the same time, and really support your your community, your veterans. So
2: yeah, we and we had a and I an, uh, <clears throat> would say we, we so we. We had an opportunity recently where uh, one of our customers wanted to provide a tip to us, a little bonus, if Uh you will, and uh, didn't, this threw me off guard. I really wasn't expecting that. And, uh, you know, we had done a few things above and beyond for her as well uh, to try to take care of her and had made several trips out to visit with her just to make sure that she had some dementia issues. And Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, I just wanted to make sure she really understood how to operate her. Uh, lift and and so she she offered us a tip and um, when she said well you know is xyz amount and you know enough i'm like i don't really know how to answer that right you know it's like whatever you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. and and so um she gave us a, a nice sizable bonus tip and uh leslie and i decided um that we wanted to reinvest that into the community. So again, giving back to the community. So um, we started. We went to our bank and opened up a savings account, and um, um, called it her name. So it's Aww. X Fund, and I think so we can share
3: her name. It's the Carol Fund, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, so that's how it's written at the bank, and uh, so it's used for those customers that maybe have a little financial difficulty or, you know, I'm just, I'm a little short on cash and I, man, I really need this, but I can't afford it. Oh, wow. So for us, it's a way of being able to, again, say, you know what, we can help you out. And um, and then we also had some extra uh, ramp component that um, arrived damaged. And so they said, well, rather than send it back, just keep it. But it was unusable to us. So I went and um, uh, found a recycling center, you know, and and I got $97 uh, out of this aluminum. And uh, so, again, that went into the Carroll Fund.
1: I love that. That's really cool. It is. And a lot of people want to give back and they want a business that can give back. And you have a business in itself that gives back because it serves right. a, a need. But, you know, there's other ways to give back to your community just through those examples, even if your business itself doesn't. Maybe it uh, frees up time where you could go volunteer somewhere or generate enough extra money to donate or create a fund or whatever. So that's great.
0: You mentioned something when we were speaking about marketing that I think is important. And I want you to just kind of talk about that today. You talked about getting to know your competitors because you've actually gotten referrals from some of your competitors that don't do it can't provide some of the services exactly like you can, right?
2: Correct. Right. Absolutely. Um, So our competitors are either really direct and and meaning that they offer exactly what we do Mm -hmm. or um, it's called DME, which is durable medical equipment. Mm -hmm. And, so tangent, but not at the same. Exactly, right. And so I, I visited both of those. Uh, I went to our, our head-to-head competitor and uh, actually did a little secret shopping at first uh, just to go in and pretend like I need a ramp or uh, a stair lift and, you know, let them tell me about their delivery. And I found out that uh, they don't keep ramp on stock or in hand like we do Uh, so hence the word next day we can be out you know in the next day and actually install it Uh, this company competitor does not and so it takes about two to three weeks for it to arrive and uh, they also don't install grab bars they sell them but they won't install them so you know that was two unique differences where where we can capitalize uh, but the story that I was telling you was with a uh, a, a DME company mm-hmm. and uh, I went in just to visit with them and they had just opened and all I had, we weren't even open yet, all I had on me was a business card, uh, next day business card. I had no collateral whatsoever and I went in and introduced myself. They, they primarily sell uh, mobility scooters and power chairs. Mm. And while we do offer that, uh, and we do sell those, that was their primary focus. And so I gave her a business card, and out of that, uh, because obviously when the phone rings, that's one of the first questions we ask is, "How did you hear about us?" Mm-hmm. And that's important because if we're not if we're not getting enough customers through the avenues we are, maybe we needed to diversify our funding, absolutely, you know, and spend it elsewhere. So it's always critical to understand why your phone is ringing, you know, and how did they, uh, you know, um, our, our numbers on the side of our van. I was one of our first customers was, I saw your van. Oh, we, good. And uh, we have a unique phone number for a lot mm-hmm. of different things. And that was something else that I, I would uh, advise as a suggestion tip is <clears throat> if you can structure phone numbers that um, are related to specific marketing collateral events, in our case, the van, Um, our website every every point has a different phone number so that way we can can track track it
0: it. yeah and
2: um, but anyway but yeah it was uh, uh, very uh, it was very unique and interesting uh, from that perspective that i didn't realize just from that meeting her it would bring i would say that i'd have to use more than two hands to uh, really understand the volume of of an so I I've, I've called her you know back and just said uh, you know what's your favorite restaurant I need to buy, <laughs> I, I need to send you a, <laughs> a gift card, a gift card. Uh, because she's done plenty but I, I've been able to do the same to her yeah. um, there's things that that we don't offer and i you know or um, that we don't have in stock and I'll be like here's her no- here's her name here's her number she's the manager call her she'll take care of you
3: well it's such- Go ahead, Leslie. I was going to say, we just kind of choose to see it as we can collaborate with the others in the market instead of having it be a competition. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. It is.
0: Well, thank you for sharing all that. It's valuable to those that are going to be listening because these are some of the questions that people have or might not realize. So, um, Leslie, I'm going to ask this question of you since you are the president. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. um, any, if someone walked up to you and said, hey, you know, I'm really thinking about starting a business or I'm interested in franchising, what is one piece of advice that you would give them?
3: I would give them the advice to um, do a little bit of research and understand the process of going through um, the discovery phase and understanding how to evaluate the companies that you're looking at. And the second step to that would be to find a a franchise consultant to work with, one that has been in the industry for a long time, who has good feedback and good customer reviews from the franchisees that they have graduated out of their services. And um, I think those are the two biggest things that you could do to start off on a good foot. Excellent. Would you add anything to that?
2: Always listen to your wife.
3: Okay. That's (laughs) excellent. That that, That that is most excellent advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and lastly,
0: if someone were trying to uh, get a hold of you yes how would they do Uh, that
2: many ways Um, uh, so
1: give them one of your 15 phone numbers yeah (laughs) Yeah, right Uh, we need to add a new phone number for the podcast maybe (laughs) oh that's an
2: idea I like it (laughs) so nextdayaccess.com forward slash Celina C-E-L-I-N-A dash T-X and then we're also on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn
3: And our main phone number is 469-361-3300.
1: Wonderful! Thank you both so much for taking time out of your day. I know you are so busy, and we appreciate you spending time with us to share your experiences as unpredicted entrepreneurs. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. If you would like to hear more of our podcast, you can find them on our YouTube channel, along with um, many uh, much uh, additional educational information. That is FranNet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. Again, Again, I am Sarah Wasko, W A S K O W. Joined by my colleague Roxanne Rapsky, R A P S K E. Uh, Please look us up on LinkedIn. We're very active there and provide lots of educational resources there as well. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon. Bye bye.